0: Hi, my name is Jerry Craig. This is my co-host Ryan Evans, and uh, this is Don't Touch My Sports. As you could probably guess, this is a uh, this is a podcast about anything and everything sports. Uh, we're doing this from our living room. We're just two average guys who love sports, love talking about sports, and that's what we're gonna do. And we realize that our opinion does not matter whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. So take everything we say with a grain of salt or a mountain. <laughs> Good point. Uh, today, we're going to be going over big football weekend. Uh, we got the divisional round coming up. But first, we're going to recap wildcard weekend and what happened. I'm um, going to go over that very briefly, and then we'll get into the divisional round matchups. Talk about the NCAA title game a little bit. Uh, it's going to be an exciting one between the Tigers and uh, and our boy Joe Burrow. So, uh, yeah. So, what did you think about wildcard weekend?
1: Well, what a way to... Uh Start-off playoff season, Uh, two overtime games, Uh, one other. I mean, all the games were very good, very close games. Uh, You know, you saw the end of a dynasty. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully. (laughs) uh, You saw, again, like I said, two overtime. You saw a missed uh, pass interference call on the Saints again. And uh, you saw a very crippled Eagles team fail to, I mean, what can you say? They not only yeah. have they lost, you know, a ton of starters to a point where they had people that were in training camp that were I'm sorry, not training camp, but that were in uh practice on the scout squad. team practice squad that were out being the the number one guy. And they were succeeding in doing so. And then when but when you lose your franchise quarterback on a uh cheap shot hit from Jadavion Clowney, you know, a, you can't you can't expect to to be a, a, a good Seattle team with a really good quarterback in Russell Wilson and a, a monster in DJ Metcalf so yeah but <clears throat> I guess we will just start from from the top of Wild Card weekend from the, the first game which was what was that Buffalo Houston right
0: yeah we had Buffalo uh Buffalo taking on the Houston Texans in Houston uh, I think Josh Allen played a pretty good game Sean Watson obviously played a better game Houston pulled it out 2219. In an overtime thriller, uh, Dabo Sweeney said that Deshaun Watson was the Michael Jordan of football, and damn did he show it on that last play.
1: I wouldn't call him Michael Jordan. I think to be called Michael Jordan, you have to be the best player. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say that Deshaun Watson is the best player in the NFL. However, um, I mean, what a way to bring your team back. You're down 16-0. Uh, you know, J.J. Watt gets a key sack to force, I guess you're down 13 nothing. J.J. Watt gets a key sack to force a field goal, putting it at 16 nothing. You drive down the field, score, you know, and, and then when your team needed you, putting the team on your back, taking that double hit, being able to escape the pocket, uh, hitting an open receiver down the field, and turning that into to another touchdown really to, well, you, you would think to seal the deal, actually, right? The the Bills had another chance after that. Yeah. And then Josh Allen almost screwed. I mean, got sacked for <laughs> minus forty yards. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, their defense, Buffalo's defense. I'll tell you, Buffalo's defense gave. I mean, the reason the Bills were winning that game was one because of their defense and their defense. Even though they gave up that one, uh, you know, drive to Deshaun Watson, they kept them in that game when. Buffalo had no business being oh, at the abs- end of that absolutely. game. At the end of that game, absolutely had no business being in that game. So, you know, hats off to them. Yeah. But uh, obviously, a good win for uh, the Texans. What a story on the torn pec by JJ Watt and being able to recover from that in two months—a recovery that is normally four months, right? And something like uh, that.
0: Yeah, it was like three to four months. He was supposed to be out for the rest of the year, yeah, including even, playoffs. Yeah, and um, and they
1: even said, I remember hearing that he basically asked the doctor is there any chance if we make a playoff run and the doc said i mean tiny tiny sliver and Mm jj watt turned a tiny sliver into playing in wild card weekend yeah propelling i mean coming up with some key plays to propel his team to victory and now going on to the divisional round against the chiefs so so good game to uh good game yeah, by the Houston Texans, really
0: good game. I think, uh, I think with another year of experience, I think Josh Allen pulls that out. Oh, well, I think I think you. the
1: Bills are there. Yeah, I think the Bills, especially with the Patriots falling, I think the Bills take over yeah. as the leader of uh, the AFC East.
0: Yeah, the Bills have a real opportunity to to step into that role. I think Josh Allen has shown a, a lot of potential, a lot of promise. Um, what what a way to have a, a short memory. He had that oh, yeah. horrible, horrible last drive in the fourth quarter. Um, not last drive. Well, not drive, last drive. It yeah. was supposed to be the last drive. Yeah. Uh, and then, like you said, defense keeps him in the game, uh, You know, forces uh, Houston to give the ball to Josh
1: Allen one more time. And he's able to drive down the field and look good doing it. Yeah. All that well. The, Actually, outside of the lateral outside <laughs> uh, a lateral, maybe. A lateral short of looking good. Yeah. But you know, Dawson Knox, Knox really saved. Yeah, I was on gonna say one. Knox looked looked pretty good there. But let's move on. We don't want to spend too much time on yep. on one game. So the next one was New England versus Tennessee, where you lost five dollars to me <laughs> on this game.
0: Yeah. By the way, I went zero four in Wild Weekend. <laughs> hey, to, two and uh, four, baby. Let's go. Two and two.
1: That's why I'm mean. <laughs> two of four. Yeah, zero 4,
0: four, zero four in Wild Card Weekend. If you wanna, if you wanna, uh, if you wanna be successful, pick against my picks. I guess. <laughs> good call. Uh, but Tennessee ending the dynasty single handedly, um, twenty to thirteen. How about Derrick Henry?
1: That guy. He's a beast. Yeah. Uh, you can't I mean you can't stop him. Look, uh <clears throat> New England has won a, what was it? They were the number one defense, number one scoring defense, and number one overall defense in the NFL, correct?
0: Uh yeah, hang on, I think I got it right here. Um yes. Yeah, so, you, yeah, with San Francisco so right behind them.
1: That's a testament not only to the power, strength, and versatility of Derrick Henry to be able to run for 183 yards on the number one defense in the NFL, but a testament to the offensive line. If you watch that game, the line of scrimmage is not where it is when the ball is snapped. Those offensive linemen are pushing that line of scrimmage one to two yards back. So you have a 250-pound back who runs a 4 40 Running full speed and not getting touched until he's two yards past the original line of scrimmage. I mean, I don't you. I don't care who you are. I don't care what players you have on your team. You aren't stopping him. He's getting four, five, six yards every time he does that, at least. So, you know, and I guess this is looking ahead, but you know, any team that wants that's playing Tennessee, they need to be able to attack that offensive line at the point of attack and get Derrick Henry before he gets ahead of steam, because you saw against the Patriots and and. You know, hats off to Mike Rabel for for being able to milk that clock. I mean, using Belichick's you know, <laughs> move against him. But not only that, but being able to utilize Derek Henry. I mean, they won that game, and Ryan Tannehill, I think, had less than a hundred yards passing. He had
0: seventy-one yards passing in that game.
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, you have a, a a really good quarterback. If you if you look at the last, uh, you know, since he started for Tennessee, they've gone eight and three. And if you look at his yardage, he's putting up, you know, Drew Brees during the regular season numbers. I mean, these aren't numbers that you would expect from a Ryan Tannehill. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you have the ability to let your quarterback just sit back, manage the game, and just keep handing the ball off to a very durable and reliable running back, you know, that, that one makes the game come easy. But two, you know, good job by Ryan Tannehill and Mike Vrabel for – you know, that ability to run run the ball as much as they did. Or I guess not that ability, but the the knowledge to uh, milk the clock like they did. Right,
0: and to recognize that Derrick Henry that was not going to yeah, be that was, in that game. Yeah,
1: that was who they needed to keep giving the ball to. And
0: plus, I think, you know, weather has a huge factor to play in that. You're playing in terrible weather. It's pouring down rain. It's yeah. cold. You're not going to want a guy like Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball. They... Played it perfectly. Give the ball to your workhorse, Derrick Henry. I think mm-hmm. he had over thirty touches in that game. He
1: did 30, thirty-three. Yeah, something like
0: that. 33 so, for one hundred eighty-three. Yeah, that's going to be the key to success for this team moving forward. I think Ryan Tannehill. You know, just to throw out another stat, he has the highest passer rating. or well, yeah. had the highest passer rating in, in the uh, in the regular season. Out of the remaining quarterbacks in the divisional in the round. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if they if it was the playoffs total. Okay, but, but at least see, the current round. Yeah, the, the current round. He has he
1: has the highest regular season pass rating.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. And you know since yeah, he, I
1: bet I bet Drew Brees was, I bet they were pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I bet that was the only one. That I was, was
0: surprised that he was higher than uh Patty Mahomes.
1: I wasn't. Uh, if you look, I mean, if you, I mean, I also had Ryan Tannehill on fantasy football. <laughs> That's a good point. And he cared, I he was uh open. He was on the waivers right? That's what it's called waivers Mm -hmm. that I scooped up in like week 12 and he had gone three or four weeks straight of putting up 25 plus numbers. And I was like, nobody. All right. And you know, it was that weekend that he continued to put up those numbers. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, what a, you know, good pickup by, uh, the Titans, you know, and noticing, I mean, I think Marcus Marietta will find a place. I think he's a good quarterback, but I think, it, you know, for what they had, what they needed, they needed someone like, I guess, I mean, clearly, like a Ryan Tannehill. And people don't realize this, and this is something that I think they might use in this upcoming game, and I'll talk about this when we get to, to that. But Ryan Tannehill's an athlete. The guy was, I believe, a wide receiver in college. He runs mm-hmm. like a 4 five forty. Like, I mean, if there's anybody that – if there's anybody left in the playoffs, I, I would imagine that has the same – I mean, no one has the same – you know, set up a, you know, has the same physical gifts as, as Lamar Jackson, but the closest I would say would be a Ryan Tannehill in the sense of his pure athleticism on top of his throwing ability. I think Ryan, I think Tannehill more athletic than Russell Wilson. I think he's more athletic. If you look at his, as at his combine numbers, more athletic than Patty Mahomes as well.
0: I would, I would put Deshaun Watson above. Oh, yeah. Him, I, I forgot about Deshaun. You. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're not, you're not wrong at all. I mean, he's, he's yeah, got I forgot Deshaun Watson. Good athletic ability. My... And I won't, big, shout out to, back, big shout out to Mike Vrabel. Um, I think a lot of times teams get too wound up in their starting quarterbacks when they're not performing well. They'll bench him for a game and then they'll bring him back the next week, and it's still the same result over and over again. Mike Vrabel was able to, you know, he. Did Mariota Mariota get hurt in um in the Broncos game or was he just yanked? He was yanked. Okay. I'm pretty
1: I, not. I guess don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure he was. yanked. I, that's what I
0: thought too. And, and and Ryan Tannehill, although you know they ended up losing that game, sixteen nothing. Shout out to the Broncos. Um, they lose that game, sixteen nothing. They stick with Ryan Tannehill in the next game, um, and go away from their starting quarterback, kind of get out of their rut. Uh, that Mariota put him in and look what happened. I mean, like you said, they're eight and three since he became a starting quarterback. And then I think they found a good rhythm with Derrick Henry. He, uh, you know, he exploded, I think it was like week 10, week 11. He was averaging nine yards a carry in those games, <laughs> nine yards a carry that's insane I, you
1: don't I honestly you don't lose games if you're running backs averaging almost a first down every time he touches the football as long as he keeps getting the football right. uh something else to talk about in that game and I know we're taking a little bit on this I mean, we <laughs> said we're gonna do a quick recap <laughs> and we're, we're taking like 10 minutes each time yeah one like
0: more that. question before we move on to the next game but continue what you're saying
1: but uh what we're not talking about is the fact that is the Patriots dynasty over is it done I mean, <clears throat> Tom, going to my Brady, question. Tom Brady looked like – I don't want to say he looked – he didn't look bad. I mean, he, he threw some decent throws. He's not having success because he has no weapons around him. And do you blame that on – I mean, the Patriots have a, a history of getting rid of players uh, and, and saying we can do it with whoever. And not only can we do it with whoever, but they'll take – players that are in their prime, but before they die out and, and ship them off. And, you know, they had three big opportunities and I'll say one of them, I, I mean, Antonio Brown, there were some issues going on there. I understand yeah. why they didn't, they didn't keep him, but you had, <laughs> Demaryius, you, had <laughs> you had Josh Gordon and Demarius Thomas. And I understand that Josh Gordon later on failed his, his drug testing thing, but, but I felt like if there was any organization that could have kept him in line, had they kept him, it was definitely him. But even if you want to say Josh Gordon and A. B. are lost causes, they had Demarius Thomas in there and they let him walk too. And when when the only explosive player, when the most explosive player you have to throw to is an older Julian Edelman, who is a good player, but he's a slot receiver, he's not blowing the top off of anything. Yep. Yep. You know, they brought in Sanu, but Sanu even said this this uh, system is too complicated. And this guy was a former quarterback. So you you have a guy coming in who played quarterback who, you know, is the smartest position on the field uh, coming in and saying that being a wide receiver in this system is too complicated. So, uh, you know, he was unable to be successful. So, you know, I I just feel like it's probably, to get back on topic here, I feel like it's probably uh, over for now. I mean, you never want to count out Bill Belichick, but – I think Tom Brady's gone. I think Josh McDaniels is gone. They just lost their special teams coach. Uh, I think everyone's jumping ship. And uh 20 years is a long time, but it's probably about that time.
0: Yeah, I mean year after year we've seen Brady and Belichick, you know, win Super Bowls with having mediocre at best weapons around him.
1: I wouldn't say that. I would say they have done it once or twice, but forget they also had I mean the year they won their first Super Bowl yeah their offense didn't have weapons and Tom Brady was a good game manager but they had again like this year the best defense well that's
0: that's yeah that's kind of what I was getting into you know coming into this year I thought with having Antonio Brown on the roster Demarius Thomas and Josh Gordon uh you know sad that Gronk left but you know he retired whatever you still have those three weapons around you I thought this this was going to be the Patriots year I thought it was going to be you know they were going to blow the top off. Um, Tom Brady was going to break a bunch of records, but the stuff with Antonio Brown goes down. Uh, they ended up uh, trading Demarius Thomas, I believe, to I thought a they team. Let him, I thought they just let him walk? walk? Okay, they
1: traded Josh Gordon. No, they they no, they, let they, both they cut of them walk. Gordon. They cut both of them. I thought. Okay, I could be wrong. They might have traded Demarius, but I know they cut Gordon, who was in, signed by Seattle like a week later, and then. But either way, yeah. But, I mean,
0: Tom Brady still, I think he performed well in the first half of the season. Um, You know, not the Tom Brady we've seen in the past, but, you know, good enough to get the job done. Uh, They had arguably the best defense
1: in the league, therefore the majority of the season. And then... Also, something else that I don't want to interrupt your thought here. Go ahead. But... They're losing, like, three stars on defense, too, three mm-hmm. veteran stars. And their defense is already pretty old, yeah. meaning that not only are they losing some people, but some people are probably going to be retiring pretty soon as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's something else that, I mean, they're just going to be – maybe you tank for a year and get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh,
0: that's another conversation we'll have.
1: Patriots go 0-16 and get Trevor Lawrence <laughs> next year.
0: Maybe. Yeah, you know, never, never count them out. Or maybe
1: they pick up somebody in this year's draft, Jacob From. Herbert, yeah, they'd have to get. I mean, but they're going to be the. We're, we're getting we're
0: getting off topic. This is a totally they're, different.
1: They're the 24th pick, so it's right? someone. Someone's the, going to. They be were there. the best team to lose. Yeah, I think so, record-wise, right? I uh, believe. So. No, right, uh, New Orleans. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. so they're going to be the 23rd. Uh,
0: yeah. So last Speaking question before Orleans. we move oh. on:
1: Where do you think Brady goes? Oh, Chargers. Uh, I think that is. I mean, where do I want him to go? Or (laughs) where is he actually going to go? Where do you think? Okay, both. Okay, real
0: quick, where do you think he's actually going to go?
1: Okay, where where he's going to go for sure. I already know this because. uh, Insider information. Insider speculation. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Brady is going to the L.A. Chargers. Um, What happens to Phillip Rivers? You think he's done?
0: Dude, retired. You or can't have a gun. You can't
1: out. have. A, oh, shipped out. He's not going to retire. He'll probably. I would love to see Philip Rivers go to somewhere like Chicago.
0: I think that would be a good fit for Philip Rivers. Uh,
1: something like that. But I think what's going to happen. Like Trubisky's a bust. Agreed. But. Everyone's saying it's either going to be Chargers or, uh, and then they're going to ship out Philip Rivers, which I'm not sure where he he's go. I'd like to see him go to Chicago, or he's going to go to the the Raiders in Las Vegas, and they're going to ship out their car to tampa bay has been the two big things uh i think he goes to the chargers there's a bigger market in la la is desperate for a team now again don't get me wrong they have the rams there uh, but they weren't i mean the chargers were unable to sell out an mls stadium this year yeah so they need someone who's going to come in and just be the face for a few years to get fandom up for the la chargers there's still people south of them and San Diego that are fired up and pissed off that they left.
0: Not to mention, LA's got weapons.
1: Oh, LA's a young team. LA's got young people on defense and offense, and they are they they are good.
0: And they're getting ready to move into a new and stadium.
1: Right. And, uh, yeah. And if, if they can have own, you seen that stadium? Yeah, it's LA? pretty awesome. Yeah. But the thing is, is if you can't sell more than... I, I think LA's gonna. I think they're like, we need Tom Brady. We need someone like a Tom Brady. Yeah.
0: I mean, they had the Rams there last year, but I think the Rams... I think Jared Goff is the definition of an average quarterback. Oh, agreed. Um, agreed. He's not I, don't the think, fa- I don't think yeah. he's the
1: face of a city either. No. Um, the other yeah. thing, and I know I keep, I keep dragging on because I'm remembering stuff that <laughs> yeah, I've I know, seen right? and heard. Uh, something else that uh, people have been saying is that uh, uh, Tom Brady might go to the Colts. Uh, that Indianapolis might. Yeah, I've heard that a few times that Tony Dungy said that, that it would be a good move. Um, and then I was informed or I saw that uh, people in Indianapolis hate Tom Brady. Uh, I wonder why. Because he's ruined. Yeah. He has, <laughs> he, he has ruined Indianapolis's chances so many times. <laughs> so uh, people were saying. From what I heard, that it might be an option, but I don't think the city. I guess, I guess it'll change. I mean, if he goes there and starts winning, you have a short memory. But... Look,
0: as a Denver fan, and for absolutely probably no reason at all, I hated Peyton Manning. But when he came to Denver, you know, I was all I was on board. Hey, you,
1: you were give me that Peyton Manning yeah. jersey, though. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: all right. Where do you want Tom Brady to go? I already know the answer to this oh, question. Oh, you
1: know, but... did Tom Brady? Josh McDaniels, <laughs> Cleveland Browns. All right, you, you get you get. Tom he's gonna Rady. bench
0: the first round or the first pick of the NFL yes. draft two years ago. He's been like needed
1: to be benched for two years now. I love Baker Mayfield, and I think he is. I think he's a good quarterback, and I think he'll be successful in the league. But the problem is, is he's got so much pressure on him right now. Everyone thinks, oh, he's got to be so good right now. That's why one, and he had he just had the worst coaching hire I have ever seen coaching him. I, I still am fired up about the fact that they had a great coach in Greg Williams who seemed to bring out the good side in Baker Mayfield. And also they have Freddie Kitchens, the offensive coordinator. I mean, they were much more successful when he was just the offensive coordinator than once when he became the head coach. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he had a bunch. I mean, he's had now three head coaches, right? One, two, three. Oh, yeah, th- three this will head- be his third. No, this will, no, be, his this will, be, his this will be his fourth. coming yeah. up. And by the way, they want to hire by Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll have three head More coaches. He's had three head coaches in his first two years. All right, you put anybody in that situation and they're going to they're gonna struggle. You get a leader and an offensive coordinator – or offensive mind, rather, because I want Josh McDaniels to be the head coach. But you get an offensive mind and a leader and Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels to come in for two years, sign two years – and Cleveland's got the cap space. So a big two-year mega contract for Tom Brady – and, and Josh McDaniel's there, a, a head coach. <laughs> Cleveland has the weapons. I mean, I, I really think you get someone like that in there, you're going to have a very successful uh, year or two. And it'll give Baker Mayfield the, the chance. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, I'm going to be honest. If I was Baker Mayfield and I was, you know, doing okay, but I had the chance and opportunity to sit and learn behind the greatest quarterback of all time, one of the greatest competitors of all time yeah. and one of the g- best leaders of all time. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting, uh, yeah. I would sit for at least a year. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's a one or two. I don't think Tom Brady wants to sign just a one year contract, but yeah. But anyway, okay. What yeah. about you? As what much as we, both of those as, as well? much
0: as we want it to happen, I would love to see him go to the Browns as well. I think it's a it good, I think it's a good option. It's, it's not happening. Where do you um, think he
1: will go? You, you in agreement with the chargers or no?
0: Yeah, uh, I think the Chargers would be a really good fit for him, and I think it's the most likely scenario uh, out of all of them. Yeah, I would I would say he's probably going to the Chargers. It's a shame. I, as much as I hate Phillip Rivers, he's a good guy. Uh, puts up numbers year after year. Uh, he's he's been the face of the franchise for the past fifteen years ish, right? Something like something like that, um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see where he goes to. Uh,
1: he needs to get out of L.A. I mean, he just and,
0: and there's talk about Breeze leaving New Orleans.
1: I I don't think that'll happen.
0: I don't think it will either. But I was listening to you a really couple of Sean other You really think Sean Payton
1: podcasts. is going to let Drew Breeze leave? Drew Breeze has gotten them how many times think to the playoffs? He is necessarily leaving. I think there's a chance he retires. No. He won't retire with with Brady still in the league. He's not going to let Brady <laughs> pass his uh, pass friendly his competition. Touchdown. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we got. I, I to, hope we, he does. I love Drew Brees. All right, we're gonna most, move on. By the way, most. Right, we'll, we'll talk about him because we're. Get, yeah,
0: we're get, we're getting there. Next,
1: Speaking right. of Drew Brees, New Orleans, Minnesota.
0: New Orleans, Minnesota. That was a shocker.
1: Good game, though. Great I had New game. Orleans
0: going to the Super Bowl. So did yeah. I. Yeah. So I did think I. a lot of people did mm-hmm. and. Minnesota wins in overtime, 26 to 20. I know there was some controversy in the game. Um, that last uh, last catch by Kyle Rudolph there could have been called pass interference. I personally think it was a pass interference. Um, I think he pushed off, and defenders are just not getting the chance to play on the ball. I mean, what's what's a defender supposed to do when Kyle Rudolph's got his arms out like this? You know? Well, it was
1: one arm, but yeah. You know, yeah. Um. Uh yeah, I mean I, look, was it a bad call? Yeah. The fact that they didn't even review it is also troubling to me. Yeah. They have been this year and, you know, it's just ironic that this would happen to back to the Saints and maybe it's on purpose. I I'm not one <laughs> for conspiracy theories, but yeah. they have had, what's the guy's name? Ron Riviera, is that right? Something like that. Riviera, I believe is his last name. The guy that's in charge of all these reviews.
0: Uh, in New York It's it's something like that, yeah I don't
1: know The most inconsistent calling <laughs> of games I have ever seen And the fact of the matter is Look, I understand as a referee Like you don't want to like Especially in the playoffs, right? You don't want to throw the flag You want the game to But when you are giving yourself A distinct advantage against the defender The defender didn't have even an opportunity To make a play on the ball I mean, it was a clear shove off uh, the fact that you're not even going to review that. And, you know, I was told, or not, I was told, but <laughs> it was reported that these refs just immediately ran off the field. You know, that, that sort of just immediate ah, Nope. This isn't going to be, Yeah, I, it, it's, it's unfair. To, I think to saints fans, um, you know, even if they, even if they didn't overturn the call, I think there would be a lot less angry people if they go, all right. Well, we're at least gonna look at this. Yeah, I, th- I think that. you have to look at. They didn't. They you didn't have even. To. They didn't even review it. But let's let's go back because I don't want, you know, <clears throat> and this is something else a couple people have said, but you can't say that that was the only play of the game, right? Oh, I mean, absolutely. M- right. Minnesota's defense shut down Drew Brees. The only good offensive player, it seemed that game. Was uh, what's his uh, Tate uh, Hill? Taysom Hill. Taysom yeah. Taysom. Taysom Hill. I was going to say Tayshaun. I was like, that's not right. That was... <laughs> Tays Taysom Hill, a beast, dude. I don't know. Wait, what's going to happen with him? that? That
0: guy a can dog. play any position on the, the a- field.
1: A-W-G. But look, you know Minnesota's defense showed up to play. They came into New Orleans and held probably the second best, right? Probably second best offense in the league, I would say. Third best, third best offense yeah. in the league. Yeah. Uh to yeah. 20 points. And uh you know, they only had what 17 points until that very last drive. So, yeah. hats off to their defense. And then in overtime Kirk Cousins gets the ball and throws a dime and <laughs> drops it in the bucket. For, for uh, in the bread feeling, basket, running down the field, who made it made obviously a great route. But I mean, people want to talk about primetime cousins, and he doesn't exist. Well, he just he just showed at least in that game that he definitely exists. Yeah, and uh, I mean. Heck of a play. Heck of a pass to Rudolph, too. I mean, yeah, Rudolph pushed off, but he put that in a place where even if he wouldn't have pushed off, I don't think the defender could have made a play on the ball. I just think maybe he could have tipped it out or, or yeah. made a play on Rudolph's hands or something like that. Yeah, but I'm,
0: I mean, like you said, it's not the only play of the game. The Saints had, you know, the Saints offense is the Saints offense. We know what it is. We know what Drew Brees is about. He's not, you know, he's not the all-time leader in touchdown passes. For no reason all right we know what he can do he's got can't guard mike thomas i mean it just broke the uh, single season record for total catches right And, and yardage
1: wasn't it or was it just or i don't was think it, it, it might have just been i don't think it was yardage yeah i um, had alvin Kamara in the alvin Kamara.
0: uh yeah i mean they have weapons they have shown it all year that they are one of the top offenses in the mm-hmm. league and they just come out flat Minnesota
1: just I, Minnesota's defense. I don't think you're giving enough credit to their defense when you say one, they come out flat. Well, they came I, you out know and that's were
0: beat. Yeah, Minnesota's defense made them come out flat. Okay, well, when you
1: say come out flat, it means yeah. like they were weren't ready to go. I think they were ready yeah. to go. I think Minnesota's defense just showed up to play.
0: Yeah, they, they were did.
1: they were ready, especially that front seven. They got pressure on Drew Brees. Drew Brees also turned the ball over twice. Mm-hmm. A team that had turned the ball over eight times the entire season. Mm-hmm. Tying an NFL record low I, twice in one game. I mean,
0: Minnesota's defense just came to play. They did. They, they did. Um, and Dal, Dalvin
1: Cook. Yeah. We and I think this is, is going to be a trend
0: all. we're going to be seeing throughout the rest of the playoffs. Um, running the ball is going to be key moving forward for all of these teams. Uh, And Dalvin Cook really opened up the game for Cousins. Cousins showed great poise. I know there were a lot of questions about Cousins coming into the season, specifically this game, not being able to perform in prime time. And he showed up in overtime. Sure did. Yeah. And speaking of overtime, I think it's a shame that uh, Drew Brees doesn't get a chance to get the ball in overtime. But, you know, football is a two-phase game. you got offense and defense. Your defense has got to force a stop. You know the rules. You know, you know what the situation is. Okay, but um, having
1: said that, do you think there needs to be a change?
0: Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Also, I did hear this. Um, you know, in overtime, I think it's like twenty five percent of the ball, or twenty five percent of the time, this, the losing team doesn't get to touch the ball. So it's not like it's, you know, it's not like it's all the time it's happening. But I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. Um, I do think that you know, in an offense driven league. It, both offenses need to get a chance to touch the ball.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, when you have back-to-back playoff years where top-tier quarterbacks didn't have the opportunity to get on the field, you, you know, that just is... Uh, it, it's unfortunate. And look, it's, you know, everyone wants to talk about, oh, we got to win the game in regulation. Yeah, I mean, you got to win the game in regulation. I understand that, but at the same time, they didn't, right? We didn't yep. win the game in regulation. We're in overtime. Yeah. So how do Minnesota we didn't it?
0: win the game in regulation either. Yeah, you know? so I
1: was saying, yeah. So you you really you have to win. The, you have to make it uh, a a system in which both offenses get to touch the ball. You know, people were saying they don't like they don't like the college aspect, which I can understand why because you you only got you only got twenty yards of space, right? So, yeah. or twenty five. So back the ball up a little bit, maybe or or. I kind of like the idea of playing like an additional quarter almost, and then maybe doing that where it's like you have just a little bit more of extra just football for a whole quarter. You could win by fourteen points, you could still be tied, you know. So you have something like that, and then, uh, uh, th- then having like a like a college football yeah. style yeah. So yeah. all right, we gotta we haven't even we haven't got to like. All right. Let's quickly I go imagine. over
0: Seattle, Philly. Uh, Carson Wentz goes down on a, I think, cheap shot by Jadavion Clowney. I should have
1: been targeting. He should have been ejected from the game. Yep. I think he, he should be fined. Find. Uh, yeah. That was ridiculous. I think
0: no question. If it's college football, that play is reviewed and he's uh, called for targeting and ejected. Uh, but this is not college football, is it? This is this is the big boy league. Yeah. Oh. Are you
1: are you not ejected in the NFL for targeting? Uh, I don't I don't know the answer to that. That's one I'd have to look at. Yeah, up. I don't know either. But uh, either way, he definitely should have been. I mean, look, I'm not gonna say, and I don't want to say, I don't say, you know, give the accusation that he did this on purpose, like he was trying to take Carson Wentz out of the game. He like I don't think he was actually aiming at the head to hurt him at the end of the game, or not. I'm sorry, at the beginning of the game rather. However, he definitely purposely hit him late and definitely should have been a penalty. I mean, if it, anything, it was a late hit. It was a late hit on top of the fact that I it was mean, at the head. How many calls have we seen
0: where quarterbacks are sliding, giving themselves up, get hit in the head for a player that's not even intentionally going for the head, but it still gets called?
1: Yeah, you know, this was a situation where
0: he was you getting talk to talk about, about already on the, ground. the refs.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's already on the ground and Clowney just straight up dives I mean, it was he purposely hit him late. I don't want to say he purposely hit him in the head to like hurt him or anything, but nevertheless, it was it was a bad play. You know, it was yeah. it was a stupid play by Clown. He should have been a penalty. Should have been at least a fine. I don't know if you can get ejected. I don't know if you get ejected for targeting, but right. either way, and,
0: and not say, also not saying you know, kind of playing devil's advocate, not saying that Philly wins that game if Carson oh, no, Wentz is in the game. I don't.
1: I still don't think they do, but. And
0: I agree, um, but anyway, Seattle pulls it out, seventeen to nine, moving on to face the Green Bay Packers Sunday night. Um, but we'll now move into the divisional round. This is going to be an exciting weekend of football. I am so
1: excited for this. Can we? I'm sorry. Let's go back to that game real quick. I know that we've been trying to move on, but I feel like we're not giving it. Like we just go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, bad call. Seventeen yep. nine. Moving on. <clears throat> uh dj metcalf really like dj oh, right dk dk sorry dcaf metcalf Decaf Metcalf. <laughs> there you go dk love metcalf, that name. rather um dk metcalf showed up this game i mean you talk about someone that he got passed on by so many different people because his three cone drill was slower than tom brady's <laughs> uh, but just looking at him he's a physical specimen he is Saying Tom Brady's not a physical specimen. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, but to be able to make, make multiple plays down the field to seal that game off. I mean, off of great, again, great throws by, by, by Russell Wilson, who's also a clutch player, but, but, you know, there were question marks about him and all season he's just progressed and progressed and progressed and gotten better and better. And I think, you know, as this playoff season continues and into next year, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. He is going to be something that defensive backs are going to hate going up against because he's so physical. He's so big and he can go up and get the ball. It's a great route runner too. great route runner. And that, that ball, like he high pointed that, that uh, third down conversion. Oh my gosh. Like went up for that ball. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you just you can't guard that. So, no. yeah, so yeah, totally we can agree. move on now. But I didn't want to move on without saying there. There were a lot
0: of talks that he had some off the field issues. That's why he fell into the second round, along with the you know falling behind Tom Brady in the three cone drill. But <laughs> man, did the Seahawks get a?
1: How do you lose to Tom Brady? Got <laughs> ran like a five three.
0: <laughs> All right, we're moving on to this? the division. round. Have you round. seen
1: pictures? You, you, I think you showed me. The pictures of, uh, of Tom, Brady, Tom at, Brady at the draft. Oh, or at, my. Not the draft, at the, the combine. combine. Yeah, you're like, Jeez. who is this guy?
0: He looks like a high school freshman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I like how we're laughing at the greatest quarterback of all time, <laughs> whose wife will make more money than we'll ever even, yeah. per year, than yeah. we'll ever even dream of.
0: Yeah. All right. The divisional round. <laughs>
1: His wife makes $100 million a year. What? Yeah, Giselle makes $100 million a year. All right, anyway, Power sorry. Power couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly.
0: All right, Minnesota-San Francisco. I think this is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, got the line. There's the line. Up. I had the line.
1: I think, I think also, and I, I'm falling victim to this because I think that this is going to be a really, really close, good game. But uh, I think... Uh, I think maybe some of us, and me included, are falling into a recency bias because we just saw Minnesota go into New Orleans, which was very impressive, and win. But now they have to go into San Francisco and try to maybe beat them Maybe you're well. falling
0: into that bias. I'm not.
1: Well, yeah, I know. Well, and <laughs> we'll talk about when we get to predictions later on, I suppose. But All right, so
0: San Francisco, seven-point favorites over under at 44.5 points. Um, I think it's pretty good spread.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a good spread for that game.
0: Yeah, it's um, not too close, but it's it's not a, not a blowout by any means.
1: Um, yeah, I'm forty four and a half points. That's it's about on, I think. Yeah, for yeah. the over under. Yeah. Um I don't think it's
0: going to be a high scoring affair by any means.
1: No, it'll be um, a good game though. I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. That's probably my two favorite teams to watch this season, I guess. Well, I wouldn't say my favorite teams to watch. I am a Cleveland Browns fan, so <laughs> favorite team to watch there, but, but you're looking at like two teams that, especially there was a lot of question marks about San Francisco coming into the year. And honestly about Minnesota as well. I mean, everyone knew they had the weapons around them and both of them have turned it into really good seasons uh, built around very good defenses, especially San Francisco. Um, you know, and you and I were talking about this yesterday, but I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is slightly overrated as a quarterback. I don't slightly. think he, I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any means. I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um,
0: see, I I would almost agree with that. I would say I think Jimmy G shows up in prime time.
1: Jimmy and, G and is Jimmy clutch. G is a winner. Jimmy well, G has that
0: winning attitude. He's got that. I think he's got that killer instinct when it comes down to it and clutch time. I did not think Kirk cousins had that until the new Orleans game. And he, you know, like I said before, Kirk cousins really showed up in that overtime. Right. But I think that's just a natural instinct that Jimmy G has
1: something else. Uh, new Orleans did not get a ton of pressure on, on Kirk cousins. He Mm -hmm. had time and comfortability in that pocket. Uh, San Francisco is not going to let him do that. Yeah. You, you know, you got Bosa and the boys up front. <laughs> and uh, what they do is they they make you uh, have a one-on-one matchup. Uh, every, every lineman will have, like on third and long especially, they make it so that their uh, – their defensive people come, you know coming for the quarterback uh they'll they'll bring five people and make it so that every single lineman has a one-on-one matchup and when you have someone like like a Nick Bosa and and, and like the other talent they have on that that uh, front four going mm-hmm. one-on-one with line with no help you're just especially for a third and long where where Kirk Cousins is going to need to make a play and he's actually going to have pressure in his face. So that's something else that I think that people uh, really need to remember, too.
0: Yeah, San Francisco, they have the number one passing defense in the league for yeah. a reason.
1: What's their uh, What's their rushing defense? Uh, it's 17th. Yeah. Um, so that's not great, not bad. But, Dalvin Cook's probably going to have yeah. a good game and need to have a good game.
0: Yeah, Dalvin Cook's really got to show up in this game. I mean, he's got to gash that defense to give Cousins a chance to throw the ball. Yeah. Um, To open up the field a little bit, and if not, it's. I think that's the only scenario where this game's a blowout. Um,
1: Oh, is if they shut down the is if they if
0: they shut down the run game. Kirk Kirk Cousins is not going to have. I don't think he's going to have the ability to to stand in the pocket for you know three or four seconds. I think he's going to be having to get that ball out, like right after the snap. They might be. They might be having to go short game with Kyle Rudolph. Um, also, Adam Thielen is questionable coming into this game. I don't know oh, if you saw he? that or I not. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they don't
1: have him in there, that's also a big handicap. On yeah, the offense. and you
0: just stick Sherman on Diggs, and whew. whereas if you have Diggs and Thielen, at least Sherman's only got to cover one of them. Right. And but if if Thielen's gone, Diggs on uh, or Sherman on Diggs, that really puts a puts a hamper on the defense or on the on the Minnesota offense. Um, but we'll see what happens. I hope Thielen plays. I think it's gonna make. I think that would make this a much better game. And I hope Dalvin Cook does. Uh, does perform well. I do like. I like Minnesota. I like. I like Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, coming into this game. Like I said, he had a lot of questions surrounding him, and now he's he's on his way to prove himself. We'll see what he does. A, f- a stat I want to throw at you, by the way. Minnesota. In the regular season, I'm not counting the New Orleans game, and I also won't count the last uh, regular season game Chicago where they sat all their starters. The Minnesota Vikings had one win against a team that finished with a winning record this year. The teams that they beat had an had a average winning percentage of 35%. The teams they lost to had a winning percentage of 68%, including... Two, okay, one terrible loss to Chicago, who's 8-8. Eight and eight. So when they're playing teams... Didn't again, you just say
1: you weren't counting that? Or the mid-season. Or the mid-season game. loss to okay. Chicago.
0: So in games against teams with a winning record, they are not playing well. They beat Philadelphia earlier in the season. That's the only, only win against a team with a winning record that they played this year.
1: Um, They... They just beat the New Orleans yeah, Saints. Yeah, I,
0: like I said, not...
1: Look, you can cherry-pick stats. You can just be like, well, if you don't include the fact that they just beat the 13-3 and three Super Bowl favorites <laughs> out of the NFC, uh, New Orleans Saints... I, I wouldn't say favorites, but one of the people that people were picking, or one of the teams that people were picking a lot... Uh, I mean, no one was picking Minnesota in that game. No. They, and they come in and If you pick them.
0: Minnesota, you're either insane or Look, you I, live in Minnesota.
1: Minnesota. Uh <laughs> I would agree with you that 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 is somewhat troubling of a stat. However, none of that means squat in the playoffs. The playoffs are a different animal. You're starting zero and zero, and right now the Saints are zero one, <laughs> and the Saints the are Vikings, watching this game from the couch. <laughs> yeah, and Vikings are one and zero, and they're coming in with steam. They're coming in with people going, "Hey, maybe there, maybe there's something." Maybe against again. No, again, recency bias on my part because uh, obviously San Francisco is the number one seed for a reason. I mean, they're yeah. number one seed off of uh, half of an inch goal line stop, but <laughs> <clears throat> nevertheless, they still are the number one seed. So I don't, I don't want to discredit San Francisco for that. But yeah. having said that, you know, uh, I think Minnesota right now is hot. I think Kirk Cousins is good. I think that that is a good stat to bring up, I suppose. But at the same time, um, uh, I, I think that the playoffs are completely different animal. It's a completely different mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, the regular season is about what getting to the playoffs. Right. They did that, even if even if the only ranked team or not ranked. <laughs> Sorry, I think I trouble. <laughs> even if the only winning record team that they beat was the Eagles, they still got to the playoffs.
0: And, uh, you're absolutely right. You're um, absolutely right. But I think it is troubling, you know, yeah, they had a good game against New Orleans, but what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen this game? Basically, what do you think is, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that? The Kirk Cousins that played against New Orleans is going to show up? I do. Or do you think it's going to be the Kirk Cousins of old that we know to fall on his face? I think he's...
1: I think he... I mean, the Kirk Cousins that came... I mean, you're talking about... He just beat New Orleans... In New Orleans, probably top three, four hardest places to play in the NFL. Um. I think you'll get the Kirk Cousins that you saw last week again, i again not to discredit San Francisco they're a very good team and and it's gonna be a very good game, but I think Kirk Cousins shows up, I think Davin Cook shows up. I think that that offensive line does their best, obviously, you know you can't stop that front for San Francisco every play or anything like that but mm-hmm. but you know i I really do think that Minnesota's offense is finally finally clicking. Yeah, uh, and, and I I think they show up. I think they show up. Are we, are we doing predictions now too? Are we No, so?
0: we'll wait. Okay. I just I just kind of wanted to see what you thought. I think like, they show up. I think yeah. I
1: think Minnesota's defense shows up, and and Jimmy Garoppolo has a harder time than general uh, moving the ball. I think it's going to be a tight tight game, and it's going to come down to the last one or two possessions. It may even go into overtime again, which would be awesome. Um, but even if it doesn't, uh, I I really do think it's going to come down to. Uh, you know, uh, a last possession drive by one of those two quarterbacks mm-hmm. and with Kirk cousins, literally just doing it last week. He now has 15, uh, fourth quarter overtime game winning drives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's going up against the quarterback who's started now f- in his third, second, second year, starting third year, third, third year, starting? third year, yeah, third, third year starting. So, uh, Again, you want to talk about experience in the big time. I think Kirk Cousins, again, by one game now, I suppose, but has shown yeah. that he can win. And he's shown it 14 other times, I suppose, yeah. that he can win at the end there. I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a little bit uh, more to prove in that. Again, we'll see how it goes, though. Yeah,
0: yeah I think Minnesota, I think... Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Minnesota um, comes out and runs the ball. I think Zimmer and Stefanski, probably the next coach of the Browns, by the way. He won't uh, be that, no. You don't think it will be? I don't, I don't think so. We'll have that conversation. I like Stefanski, though. I do. I think he's a good offensive coordinator, yeah. and I think um, I think they recognize that they need to run the ball to win this game. I think Dalvin Cook comes out. He's pretty explosive. Um, I don't know. I just don't know, man. I don't a lot of factors going into this, especially if Thielen doesn't play. If Thielen doesn't play, this game is over from the get-go.
1: I mean, I don't want to say that anything's possible. But yeah. I think it's much more difficult if you don't have two really big... I mean, you still have Rudolph to throw to. You still have uh, right. uh, Diggs, obviously, who would be guarded by Richard Truman at that point. But yeah.
0: anyway. Not to mention, I didn't know this. Um I was kind of surprised when I saw this. San Francisco has the second best uh, running attack in the league.
1: Oh yeah, no San Francisco is no joke yeah. when it comes to running.
0: Yeah, Monster Brita and Coleman. Yeah. are
1: they're good. Their offensive. Their offensive line is very good.
0: Yeah. And, and Minnesota's and, run
1: defense is and not, not all
0: that great. It's it's not bad, but it's not all that great.
1: Let's also not forget that uh, George Kittle is a dog. <laughs> that dude is a
0: beast. Yeah, that, that guy's a monster. So yeah. That's gonna it's gonna be a good one. I think it's gonna be close, um, but we'll get we'll get into predictions and picks uh, later. We'll go with uh, we'll see what we think about the lines and we'll do over and under and all that stuff. Uh, but we'll do that later. We'll move on to the next game. Titans I, Ravens. Titans Ravens. I think this one's gonna surprise a lot of people. Um, I think a lot of people are expecting Baltimore to run the AFC. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think it will be. Uh, again, seeing the trend, it all depends on what Derrick Henry does. Um, yeah. As far as, you know, the Titans offense, their ability to uh, come out. And I think the only scenario where they win this game is if Derrick Henry can – he's got to have at least 25 or 30 efficient touches where he's averaging at least five or six yards a carry. Um and I think he's fully capable of doing that. You saw what he did against the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots had one of the best run defenses in the league, and he absolutely gashed them. Uh, you know, he's coming into Baltimore. Did you say one of the
1: best? Did you say one of the best? Mm-hmm. They had the number one, didn't they?
0: I think, yeah, I think they so. They were the number yeah. one rush defense, weren't yeah, they? I think so. Yeah he, yeah, he got
1: 183 yards on the number one rush defense in the NFL.
0: Yeah. So, again, you saw what he can do. Um, coming into Baltimore, that's that's what he has to do to for to give the Titans any chance to win this game. Now, do they? Do I think they win the game?
1: Uh uh-uh. Hey, we ain't doing predictions. I know, Don't I'm say just, that. I'm just saying. Don't
0: be saying that. You know, we've been talking about the underdogs Don't a lot. We've be been talking about the teams that. that just played.
1: Kid says we're doing predictions later and later <laughs> gives us a prediction for a game. Dude, come on. now. Big
0: question I have for you. Let's hear it. Baltimore at least their starters, are essentially coming off a two-week rest.
1: Two weeks off. Yeah, okay.
0: Do you think... Two weeks. Two weeks. Do you think that puts rust on the offense, or do you think that's a good rest to get them healthy again, to get their energy up to where they're going to come out on
1: fire? Depends on the position. I think for your offensive line... (coughs) Excuse me. Your offensive line and your running back, uh, this is something that is sorely needed you know these are the positions that are getting hit and hitting on every single play they are i mean they're in the trenches i think i think it is invaluable for their for their offensive line however, I think that two weeks off can 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 put a wrinkle in your rhythm with your wide receivers. i think when you want to drop back and pass now again he only drops back to pass 18 to 20 times a game. Mm-hmm. So if if they can you know keep running it with him and and again that's good for him too as far as running the football I think the two weeks off really make sure that Lamar Jackson running is at 100% which is what they they tend to be doing with him I think his touches um running the football and their offensive offensive line and their offensive line I'm sorry and their running backs touches on the football uh, I think it's very good. I do think we'll see in the first quarter him miss some easy passes, uh, some open looks because he is. I think will have to be will be slightly out of rhythm or out of game rhythm, in throwing the football. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I agree. Um,
1: but but back to your point about the Titans. I think if if Derrick Henry can run for 183 yards on on uh, New England's. Defense. He can run for a hundred and eighty a 1, thousand yards against anybody. I know, obviously a thousand, but he can run for for that many against anybody. And and with that, what we we're talking about earlier, if that offensive line can continue to make that point of attack for Derrick Henry, if he can if he can continue to get to that second level and linebackers. On their heels, be the first people that are trying to touch him. He will be. Conti- he will continue and start averaging again nine, ten yards a pop because you can't. I mean, you, you can't stop that. Now, if Baltimore can find a way to be hitting Derrick Henry in the backfield, and if they can get one, if they like, if I if I'm Baltimore, I want to get the ball first, go down and score a touchdown. I think they lead the league in opening touchdowns. Um, you want to go down and score a touchdown, and then you want to get a quick stop and maybe get another score, make it 10 nothing, 14 nothing. If you get Mike Vrabel on his heels, and he's going to have to start resorting to Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball, again, who's been very good, but if you take out that running game for Derrick Henry early and start dictating – how their offense is going to run and make them one dimensional early. I think the game's over from the start, oh, yeah. but if you allow Derrick Henry to come out and gash you and continue to just cram the ball down your throat and allow that offensive line to get into a, a blocking rhythm and allow Tana Hill to be able to really utilize that play action pass. I, I I think it's going to be a much longer day for bolts more than people were thinking it's going to be.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, You know, as far as Ryan Tannehill, I think his 71 yards passing in the New England game, I think that's concerning. Um, I know they won the game, but I do not think... What was his... Do you have his attempts? uh, No, I do not I have it somewhere. Uh, It's in my room. But I know it was a bad weather scenario. I know Derrick Henry put up 200 yards, and that's exactly what (laughs) the formula that they're going to need to win this game because... I do not – I think it's a Kirk Cousins scenario. I do not think that Ryan Tannehill possesses the ability to win games single-handedly in a one-dimensional game. I don't think he can carry a team on his back to victory, especially a team like Baltimore.
1: Um, I half agree with you. I don't think the 71 yards is concerning. I think when you have a golden goose, you keep feeding it. I mean, when you when you have someone that's just running over their defense like a train, and and at the same time taking off minutes off the clock on every possession, you keep giving it to him. I think Ryan Tannehill. I mean, you you, you you said it earlier in in the podcast, but uh, his passer rating is. The best one in the playoffs right now.
0: Yeah, because Derrick Henry has been able to open up the field for him.
1: Okay, but you're acting like he can't throw the ball. Oh, you know, I don't trust him. I mean, he's got the best passer rating in the league right uh, in the playoffs right now. I'm not saying he can't
0: throw the ball. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just don't think he possesses the ability. I don't think he has that killer instinct, that leadership ability to carry a team to victory by himself.
1: I would agree with you on that. I thought you were saying because he only threw for 71 yards against Tennessee or against uh New England that that was a demonstration of why he's not that good of a quarterback, and I would argue that he wasn't throwing the ball for a reason. That's why I wanted to know his attempts. Like if he was yeah. if he was like 10 for 24 for 70s, okay, that's that's concerning, but if he was, you know, 8 for 11, 8 for 14 for mm. for 71 yards, no picks, no touchdowns, then, then I think that that was part of the game plan once they realized that they couldn't stop Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I think that question is more about. I'd like to see the attempts on that before I before I say. But mm-hmm. I, I still think that he has shown this season. I mean, how many games do you need to see where he's he can throw the football? He can he can put the money or put the money put the ball on the <laughs> put money. the money
0: where the ball is. Yes. Yeah.
1: Put the put the money where the ball is. Uh, <laughs> with the ball and the money, uh you know, sit back there, especially off the play action, which again is opened up by a good run game by Derrick Henry. So, you know, I don't want to, any misconceptions about that, but I think he's proven that he I, can throw the football. And I think that he will have a good game throwing the football against Baltimore because Derrick Henry is going to be getting that seven yards per carry. Yeah,
0: And I think it's going to be huge uh, if, if Derrick Henry is able to do what he did against the Patriots, if he can do that and, Tennessee drives for seven seven and a half minutes. It's going to be key to get Lamar Jackson off the field, get him out of a rhythm. Um, but I, I still think I think Baltimore is clearly the better team. I Lamar Jackson, this guy is incredible. This guy is a doing. Dog.
1: I know I've used dog <laughs> to describe like eight people, and you can hear my dog scratching himself in the corner there, but. Uh,
0: and speaking of dogs and I know it's been said, but he is he looks like Michael Vick.
1: <laughs> no, he doesn't no. He's his own I hate I hate that comparison. Because don't get me wrong. It's
0: it's not it's not a bad thing to be compared to Michael Vick at all. Michael well, Vick was incredible <laughs> when he played. Unless you are talking about dogs. <laughs> uh, uh, Hey-oh! <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> no, I I would agree that uh Michael Vick was a great player, but I don't think they they are not play they don't they aren't used in the same way. the the offense that Lamar Jackson runs and the way that they run. So I don't think the comparison with Lamar Jackson and uh, and Michael Vick. I mean, it's not a bad comparison, but I also don't think that like the offense that Michael Vick ran and the way that they used him is not the way they're using. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is being designed to run the football several times a game. And and then when he is throwing the ball, I think he is I don't think he can throw it as far as Michael Vick could, but he puts that ball right where it needs to be pretty much every time he throws the football. You know, so I I don't want to say he's better. He's one year in. Michael Vick had several years of excellence, but but to me it's looking like he is the better like if he continues what he's doing right now for several years, and let's assume that he does, I, I think he'll be a better quarterback than Michael Vick was. And yeah. I think right now he is the most explosive, the the most uh, just X factor type player who can just ch- I mean any play, any play could go for six points with him. So yeah, but I understand. I, I get it. He's a mobile quarterback. He can throw the football. But, yeah.
0: And I think it's it's also really interesting, you know, you talk about Lamar Jackson possessing that capability to make any play go positive. You also see that with Deshaun Watson. You see it with Patrick Mahomes. And I think those three guys are going to be, you know, the new quarterbacks of the league. Yeah, and agree. it's interesting that you're seeing a changing – of of the guard in the NFL at the quarterback position almost overnight. I mean, you've had, I'm not saying that these guys are bad by any means, but like Brady breeze. Um, I put rivers in there. Uh, Rogers Rogers, uh, probably, I mean, Matt Stafford's good. He's never made, you know, never really had any success in the playoffs or anything, but he's put up numbers. Those guys have been the face of the league for the past 10, 10, 15 years or so. And now all of a sudden you're seeing these guys, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, um, Patty Mahomes. uh, (laughs) I don't want to say Baker Mayfield, but I think he's got the potential to to be in that conversation, but you, no, know, you get so. what I'm saying. The younger generation of quarterbacks are up and coming and it's almost like overnight. You have oh, Brady, okay. I got you have Brady knocked out of the playoffs end of a dynasty. Breeze is on his last, like probably he's probably got two or three more years left in the league. Don't do my
1: boy Drew Brees like that. Oh, the, I, he's got five years left.
0: Okay. okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, these guys are going to be out of the league here soon. They're not in the playoffs anymore and now you see these guys, okay, and Russell Wilson, by the way, also in the conversation with Mahomes and them. Um, but I, I mean, I mean,
1: he has been there for he's been an elite quarterback now for four plus years. He's been in the league for eight.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I wouldn't consider him a part of the new guard. Yeah, I think he's just a whole rover, I suppose. But but I thought you were saying I thought you were getting at like athleticism of quarterbacks, like that's going to start being more and more prevalent. And I thought you were trying to include Baker Mayfield oh, in that list of athletic <laughs> quarterbacks. And I was going to be like, no, uh, no, no. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you have, you have Baker Mayfield, you have Sam Darnold, you have Jared Allen, you have Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Jared Allen was the number 69 uh, defensive nice. end nice. <laughs> for uh, Minnesota Vikings. My apologies. Josh Allen. I did that yesterday, too. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen, um, but yeah, Lamar Jackson, obviously. Uh, yeah, you, know, I
0: mean, you, you have a lot of up and coming quarterbacks that are becoming the face of the league yeah. right now. You know, I mean they they've led their teams to victories in the playoffs, and now they're they they are the playoffs this year they, essentially, pretty
1: much. Yeah, with the exception of Aaron Rodgers. Who's, yeah, we'll get to that later. But yeah, <clears throat> all <clears> throat> right,
0: throat> next one. Moving on to Houston and Kansas City.
1: All right, uh, <laughs> we're not giving predictions right now, but. Look, Kansas City <laughs> is, look, I think, and if you take the last, I think it's the last five games of the season, not including the last game because uh, the Ravens sat their starters. But if you, I think it's the last five games before that, Kansas City is the number one offense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Number, I think the number one in, in point, I think it goes Kansas City, New Orleans, or I'm sorry, Kansas City, Baltimore, New Orleans, yep. as far as top offenses. Uh, and you got Patrick Mahomes, who is like the guy uh, can
0: sling the ball.
1: Not only can he sling the ball, but he makes plays that you are like, I wouldn't even try that in backyard football. <laughs> like the no look passes he throws. I'm like, that's a, that's a basketball move that he's making out in running. Yeah. You know, on the run, no look pass. I mean that's not something you ever. I've that's not something I've ever seen, and I don't think has really ever been done in the NFL. And he puts it on the money, you know. Um, and then not to mention, you know, not just Patrick Mahomes, but he's got a good offensive line that gives him time. He's got uh, Lashawn. Well, who's the starting running back there? Because it's not Lashawn McCoy. It's uh, William. I forget what his name is. Um, Solid running back, but then LaShawn McCoy to back him up as an explosive option out of the backfield. You have Travis Kelsey, top three, top four tight end in the NFL. You have Sammy Watkins, and I haven't even mentioned.
0: The cheetah himself. The
1: cheetah himself.
0: (laughs) The guy who runs down his teammates. (laughs)
1: As they're going to go score touchdowns. He beats them to the end zone. (laughs) This is the funniest videos I think I've ever seen. Like, like you just see, you know, he's running to the end zone. And you just see, it beats him there.
0: Yeah. I, I, I kind of get worried watching that. I'm thinking, like, you you got, say, LeSean McCoy's running to the end zone. What's he going to think when he turns around? <laughs>
1: yeah, he <speaks laughs> out, he's like...
0: His teammates running after him. He's like, shit, like, what? <laughs> uh, I'm afraid he's going to drop that ball walking into the end zone. But it hasn't happened yet, and... Man, that that guy's fast though.
1: Whew. You know what his forty time was? Four four two something, wasn't it? <laughs> My God, <laughs> I think it was like a four two six. I I, it's four two something. I can't remember what the what the last number was, but he is so fast. So <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and I'll tell you, the Bills' offense looked like they dominated Houston's defense for three and a half quarters of that game, and uh, if you if the bills don't get me wrong josh allen and uh and and the buffalo bills are a good team but they don't have near the weapons experience or or the offensive just guru that is andy reed uh back there so if 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 they if the defense for houston doesn't ratchet it up a lot uh coming up against kansas city it's I mean, they're gonna—they're not gonna be able to stop him. They're, no, they're, they're gonna score any—they're gonna score any time they have the football. Yep. So I—I uh, I think that's something that's concerning for the Chiefs, or for the Texans.
0: Yeah, and you know, you mentioned Mahomes and his ability to make unbelievable plays. He's also a, a smart guy. He's got a presence of mind on the mm-hmm. field. I, there was a play—I think it was last season. I don't think it was this season. I think it was last season where he is. Uh, so, he drops back to pass, and he realizes that, um, you know, everybody's covered, and he's getting some pressure on him. He rolls out of the pocket, breaks contain, and he has the presence of mind to look back at the official to see if there was a flag thrown on the field, and, you know, he's able to... <laughs> who thinks to do that when... You're in you, the middle if, of play. If there's a flag on the play, clearly, you can just throw the ball away, and, you know, not waste his time, not take time off the clock, but... Him seeing that there's not a flag on the play that gives him the ability to know, okay, I can make a play on this and you know, it could be worth something rather rather than, you know, breaking contain, running up the field and risking an injury where I could just wow. throw the ball away. Like who has that presence of mind to do that?
1: Uh Patrick Williams.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. But you know, we talked about the Kansas City offense. Their defense is over the last half of the season has been incredible too.
1: Oh yeah. I thought you were about to say they're not very good. And I was like, yeah, if you incorporate the whole season,
0: no, yeah, but the,
1: the last few games, the last half, really, they've, yeah. they've come alive.
0: I I think um, over the, over the full course of the season coming into the playoffs, Kansas city has the eighth ranked best uh, passing often or passing defense in the league. And I think they were top five, if not number one in the last half of the season. And, Deshaun Watson gets sacked a lot. He, he holds on to the ball way too much. On um, top of
1: their offensive line not being able I mean, it's not a bad offensive line, I, I wouldn't say, but I mean don't know, get me don't, wrong. You Deshaun, don't make it to the playoffs if you have a bad offensive line, but yeah. Deshaun Watson does. I mean he yeah. just And he, don't get me
0: wrong, he has he also has that ability to make unbelievable plays and he's a great quarterback, but he got sacked six
1: times against the Seven. Seven times
0: he sacked seven times against, against the, the, the Buffalo. Bills. Buffalo Bills yeah. against the Buffalo against the Buffalo the herd of Buffalo The Bills Mafia dude no broken in, tables he, this week
1: <laughs> oh there was some broken some broken tables I'm sure <laughs> um, man
0: I still
1: wish they really, I still mm-hmm. wish they were in the playoffs I, I mm-hmm. really like Buffalo but but no uh yeah I think I think Kansas City uh just on offensive defense I mean look we've we've talked about Houston they have good players they have playmaking ability they got. Now, J.J. Watt, an injured J.J. Watt back on defense who can make some plays, but, but maybe yeah. it's Kansas City offense. And
0: Houston's defense is not good. Not good. I know they haven't had J.J. Watt all season, and he is an X factor. But like you said, he's got a torn pec, pec muscle. Like, um, I know that's got to hurt him. And he did make some plays in, in the Buffalo game. I just don't think it's going to be enough to stop Kansas City. Kansas City's offense is just another level. Patty Mahomes is, like you said, a dog.
1: A dog. <laughs> yeah. And Tyree
0: <clears throat> kills a cheetah. Um, but we're moving on to the next game. T
1: Hill, my boy. All right, next one, <laughs> Seattle versus Green Bay. This is going to be the game of the weekend, according to Jay Craig. I
0: think this is going to be the game of the weekend. This is
1: – It's a, what, 4-point – Green Bay is four point favorite over unders 47 points. Uh, I, I think that's, we'll, we'll talk about over under later, but yeah, but uh, I, th-
0: I don't think it's going to be, you know, the game of the week in terms of off offensive explosiveness points put up on the board. I think it's going to be one of those, one of those battles, one of those absolute battles that you love to see in football. Um, it's going to be a tightly checked game. There's, going to be about a foot of snow coming into green bay on saturday i don't know if it's going to snow on sunday i hope it does because that just makes for great football weather and it's in lambeau field i don't think you could have asked for a better matchup in this game
1: yeah i mean uh i think this is going to be a great game i think you have i know you're talking about you know the good football of of having snow on, you know, playing Lambeau Field, all that stuff, all that great stuff. You also have two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL going head to head, and not to say that you don't have great quarter. I mean, you have, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, and Deshaun Watson. Two and of you two have, of the best you, established yeah. quarterbacks. But somewhere. yeah, you ha- you yes, exactly. You have probably and, and probably t- other than Tom Brady. The two best clutch quarterbacks too going at it, I would argue. I mean, who else are you gonna put up there? Yeah.
0: Um I mean, yeah, Drew, I, Drew
1: Brees has lost and, and all these things. You're talking yeah. about two two winners. Yeah. And 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 also two completely different personalities. Uh you have the uh, let's go get, get a, him and, and a little bit of a rivalry
0: him. here too, with the the whole Fail Mary situation. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and these two teams so, played each other and that's so yeah, been good.
1: I, I really think that uh, Green Bay has not really impressed me defensively this season. They've had to rely on turnovers, which they have been getting. Um, but, man, they should have had two losses. I mean, they, they should have lost to Detroit twice. They won literally after the clock expired both times. So, uh, you know, th- they've won ugly many times this season. They now they did stomp Minnesota in Week uh, 16. I mean they destroyed Minnesota in Week 16. However, yeah. uh, I I I think that their defense has been lackluster. Um, but uh, but having said that, you know, Seattle's offense is is struggling. I mean they only put 17 points up against. I mean, I mean Philadelphia. Their their injuries were on offense, but. Again, a nine and seven Philadelphia team held Russell Wilson and the boys to seventeen points. Uh, you know, so and, and having said that, Seattle is experiencing, especially at the running back position, uh, several injuries, which makes it more and more difficult. Especially now with this game, you're going to have to rely on Beast Mode Marshawn Lynch. Who more on that later is a beast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that'll be an interesting matchup to see. I I do think it'll be a good game. Uh, I think. The sort of and defense of the Green Bay Packers against this, a somewhat Russell Wilson reliant and Russell Wilson heavy offense of in in a snow game uh, of of Seattle will be an interesting matchup. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers is not throwing the ball very well the last half of this season. Mm-hmm. He's he's averaging under sixty percent for his throws. The only person that he throws it to is Devonte Adams, who, who who's a very good wide receiver, but. You're gonna need. You're gonna need more than that. And then Aaron Jones has been very inconsistent all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's had games where he has a ton of yardage and 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 does a very good job and, and is an outlet for that offense. And he's had games where he just has been a non-factor. So it'll depend on which version of that shows up against a pretty a, a decent Seattle defense. Uh, that that'll be another matchup to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think this is going to be the game of the week. You make a lot of good points about um, Seattle's running game. I, I do think Beast Mode will show up in this game. I know he hasn't showed up in the last two games, really. But it's you know, he was sitting on the couch. He comes in. He probably had a little rust on him. I think that rust
1: had uh, a <laughs> little too many Skittles.
0: A little too many Skittles. Yeah, I think that rust comes off. I think he, um, I think he does show up in this game, and I think it's going to be key for Seattle. Like like we've been talking about pretty much this entire show uh, that the running game is going to be key. Um, If he is able to open up for Russell Wilson to make plays to DK Metcalf, uh, we're waiting on Tyler Lockett to break out the season. uh, I think that's going to be huge. Um, Even, even if not Russell Wilson, like I've been talking about this, uh, you know, the past couple of games that we've um, analyzed, but Russell Wilson does have that killer instinct trait. Um, he is the – guy, the guy wins games. And, you know, there's not much else to say about Russell Wilson other than he's a great quarterback. Uh, Aaron Rodgers holds the same traits that Russell Wilson does kind of from a different standpoint, I think. Um, Aaron Rodgers has proven himself to be <laughs> one of the best passers in the league. And like you said, Aaron Jones, very inconsistent this season it will be interesting to see which Aaron Jones shows up, uh, but another key fact to look at is Seattle only has twenty eight sacks in the regular season. They got to get pressure on uh, Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely, um, they cannot allow Aaron Rodgers to sit back there for you know three or four seconds of play and pick him apart. Yeah, they, and, and you know, play off Aaron Rodgers. He will do that yeah. if you give him the opportunity. So again, I and I the weather is going to play a huge factor in this as well. If it's snowing, you're going to see you're going to see beast mode getting the ball a lot. You're going to see Aaron Jones getting the ball a lot. Um it's it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a real battle. I think like I like I said two times previously, game of the week definitely when it comes, you know, we'll talk about this later, but definitely taking the under on points. Um yeah, I, it's going to be a good one.
1: Well, I would tend to agree.
0: All right, we're moving on to another great football game that's going to be happening Monday, uh, Monday, Monday, Monday. We got the LSU Tigers and the Clemson Tigers.
1: <laughs> Lots of Tigers here. Uh, NCAA
0: championship <clears throat> game. These two teams both performed well in the semifinals, I think. Some controversies along the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, look. Uh, if you think that well, I'm gonna, well, I guess I don't want to start. If you with think Clemson is
0: going to win this game, year are an You're idiot. dumb.
1: <laughs> you're dumb. All right, look. <clears throat> Clemson's a good team, but they should not have beaten Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> I, I watched. If you watch the game, <laughs> I agree. If you watch the game, Ohio State gave Clemson that game. They shot themselves in the foot constantly, multiple times. You know, and say what you will about the call with the refs. I think I think the refs really cost them a lot of points there. But you know, at the end of the day, Ohio State had a chance to go down and win that game. And their defense had an opportunity to step up and stop Clemson from driving down the field too. So you can't just blame it on the refs. However, having said that, Clemson did not win that game. They had a few big plays and what they have one good drive the whole game. Mm-hmm. Now their game yeah. winning drive, yeah. But one good drive the whole game. Uh I think LSU. I, I mean, Ohio State moved that ball on them pretty much at will and then got and then shot themselves in the foot in the red zone. I don't think you'll see the same problem with Joe Burrow and LSU. You have the most explosive offense. This year for sure, and that has been for a while in, in the College Football League. Joe uh, Burrow had seven touchdowns in the in first one half, half against, against Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Now, the, put a little asterisk there, because the Big 12 doesn't know what defense is. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, they
0: don't teach that down there. <laughs> they,
1: they, yeah, Oklahoma, they, they didn't realize that you're supposed to tackle them. <laughs> Not to um, mention,
0: I will give Oklahoma a little bit of credit. They I did will. have... A very small amount of credit two of their starters were out on defense um by their but own, you do right uh off yeah suspension yeah i think it was off suspension but that's, okay you know but you don't let joe burrow get 400 i think he had 409 passing yards and seven touchdowns in the first half are you kidding me are you kidding me justin jefferson four touchdown catches in the first half all
1: uh, right that's yeah. unheard of. I, Unbelievable. I didn't realize I was playing NCAA 2014 here with, with my, my Hashtag Joe Hashtag bring Burrow. back
0: NCAA football.
1: Yeah, for real. Um, and start paying players in the NCAA. But anyway. love that uh, conversation later. <laughs> not today. Not but, today. No. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, Clemson is a good team. Dabo Sweeney is a good coach. If you say otherwise, you're wrong. But, you know, Ohio State had that game. And I think LSU is better than Ohio State. Yeah, I think LSU. Uh, yeah, I think especially offensively can score. And I mean, they showed it. They've showed up the last. I mean, again, a Texas against Georgia, right? Georgia is supposed to be the top defense in the SEC this year. It was, it was between Georgia and Alabama, and they put up 30, what was it, was it? 36, I think f- 35, 33? 35,
0: something like that. It Let's wasn't 35.
1: It. it was a number in the 30s, was,
0: though. Yeah, something like that. It was that. like
1: 33 to 36 points against Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay? Clemson's defense has not played anybody this <laughs> year except Ohio State. They didn't look good against Ohio State, no. I thought. I thought Ohio, Ohio State, State, State was
0: driving the field on them. Yeah, they every, just couldn't capitalize.
1: They, just, they, they themselves just kick field goals instead of scored touchdowns. And
0: LSU is not going to make that mistake. Joe no. Joe Burrow will put the ball in the end zone.
1: Yeah. I, I think when you have the weapons, he does. Uh, he going to be back. Yep. Uh, he's going to be, by the way, what a cheap shot from that Oklahoma player on him. You want to call that? There was two targeting calls in the playoffs. One of them was a target and the other one was not. And that <laughs> one was a targeting call. Um, he'll, he'll be back. Uh, And that opens up the field even more. Uh, I really think that this is going to be – I don't think this is going to be as close as people think it's going to be. You know, um, maybe I'll be wrong, but I, I really think Joe Burrow is a beast. I think they have so many weapons. I think they have a mentality down there, and you see it in every single interview that their coach does. Coach O ends every interview with Go Tigers, and that's because his entire team philosophy is about the team, you know. And, and you noticed it, too, when the playoff committee was coming out with who's going to be ranked first, who's going to be ranked second, third, and fourth. You know, Ryan Day was frustrated that he wasn't ranked number one and they had to go and play Clemson in their first game. LSU's coach, before and after, said, we don't care, when we're, we'll be ranked fourth. We don't care. We'll yeah. go and play anybody because that's who we're ready to play. And that's, that's the mentality the, to have right that, there. That's the mentality yeah. they have. That's the philosophy they have, and that is why they're going to succeed. Yeah. And I think that. Uh, you know, again, I think Clemson and Dabo are, are a great team, great coach. They got a chip on their shoulder because, you know, they were the, they're the. I mean, Trevor Lawrence hasn't lost a game in his college career yet. Nope,
0: nope. undefeated. And you're seeing the number one pick in the draft this year going up against the number one pick in the draft next, next year.
1: year. Yeah, so it'll be. I don't want to say it's gonna be a good game because I really don't think it's gonna be close. But I think you'll see highlight plays from both of these star quarterbacks and hopefully NFL star quarterbacks yeah. in the future.
0: Yeah, LSU is a six point favorite coming into this game. I can't believe they're not higher. Yeah. LSU is unbelievable. Clemson has not had real competition this year until the Ohio State game, where they I looked mean,
1: like they were beat pretty much. Yeah, all game.
0: they should have been beaten in that game. I think Ohio, it should be Ohio State, LSU, but here we are. LSU, Clemson. I just don't think Clemson matches up to LSU at all. Yeah, Their defense is terrible. Joe Burrow's going to pick them apart. Um, not to mention one of the biggest factors, I think, coming into this. This game is in New Orleans <laughs> at the Superdome. That stadium is going to be purple and gold. That stadium is an hour away from Baton Rouge. This is a home game for Joe Burrow. And he's gonna his take last advantage game of, of, his of college it. Career. And those New Orleans fans have nothing to cheer about now since Drew Brees broke all of our hearts and the Saints are out of the playoffs. So this Bro, is their, their last
1: I, come on now, you're not a New Orleans fan. I was dude, I picked I told I picked them, you I to, pick, I picked them, them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but still. Or not win heart. the Super
0: Bowl and go to the Super Bowl, but still
1: Oh, you think Baltimore's gonna win?
0: Eat. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that later. All right, LSU is going to wipe the floor with Clemson. Not going to be close. Let's
1: get into our predictions and end the show here because we've been going for over an hour. Okay. Uh, Where am I at? We're starting with Buffalo Houston. Well, we'll alternate, so you start this one, and then I'll go, and then start the next one. Okay. So Buffalo Houston one. You gotta you gotta tell us your your prediction what are you for talking the, about. I'm sorry, Buff. Stop it, Houston. I was looking at the top of the paper. Minnesota, San Francisco. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. This is our first show. Give us some slack. N-
0: Minnesota, San Francisco. So
1: you got to give, yeah, you're going to give first. You got to give the over under prediction, the point prediction, and then what you think the score is going to be.
0: So coming into this game, San Francisco is a seven point favorite with the over under being 44.5 points. I have San Francisco winning. 23-17, to 17. I just don't think Kirk Cousins possesses that ability, like I said, to lead a team to victory um, in this scenario. Well, okay, I wouldn't say that. I, I just think San Francisco's defense is going to be too much for Kirk Cousins. Gotcha. Um, 23-17, taking the under at 40 points.
1: Okay, so you're taking the under and you're taking the even then.
0: San Francisco's seven point favorite. Or so no, so no, I, you're, taking, I do not so you're think,
1: taking Minnesota then on the
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I take San Francisco or Minnesota on the spread. On the spread. Yeah. And then
1: um, San Francisco outright.
0: Yeah. I th- yeah, I think it's uh I think it's gonna be a one possession game. I think I think there's a chance that this game does come down to the last possession. Uh in a scenario where Minnesota's down twenty three to seventeen and he has the opportunity to drive the field and possibly get a game winning touchdown and extra point, but I just think San Francisco's defense steps up to the Damn. steps up to the plate, and Nick Bosa strips out to win the game.
1: Interesting. <laughs> so I had, uh, man, I had two upsets, but I kind of want to go three upsets. I'm not going to lie. And you uh, want to pick Minnesota? this uh, game? I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to pick. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <clears throat> All right. So we're going to pick. i uh, 44 and a half. I'm going to pick the over on points. I think the final score. It's going to be 26 to 24. Last second field goal. Last second field goal. They're down one. Kirk Cousins is going to have a minute and 27 seconds left. He is going to drive the field. They're going to get to the 35 yard line and drill a 52 yard field goal All right. to win the game. Uh, so that means take the over on points and take, obviously, Minnesota on the spread if I have them winning by two. All right. So uh, uh, next one, I'll I'll start on this one. Uh, We got, look, all I'm saying is uh, you were wrong on all four last week. So that's what I'm saying. Pick against me. If you want to win, uh, um, Tennessee
0: and Baltimore, Baltimore being a 9.5 point favorite with the over under being 46.5 points.
1: Okay. So, uh, I'm picking, this is my second (laughs) underdog pick. I, I know, uh, Look, I I am a uh, sucker for the underdog, too. I think first, definitely, at least on the spread, I think you should take the Titans. Nine and a half points, I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. Uh, Having said that, I think final score of this game is... hmm, This is a difficult one to predict. Uh I'm thinking it's going to be 30 27. Uh, again, taking the over on the points. Um, actually, just kidding. Let, let me go back, because there's only going to be seven possessions for each team in this yeah, game. Yeah, this is going to be a slow-moving so, game. Let me, You'll love it. But a, a quick game. The game's going to be it's gonna set yeah. a record for the fastest game yeah. in history Yeah. Um, as far as ending-wise. Let, let me re- We're going to get 24. I think it's going to be a three-point game. I think it's going to be 24-21. I don't think it's going to be a last-second thing. I think uh, Tennessee is going to get a two-score lead on them. A ten, uh, like a 10 point lead like a 24-14 lead on Baltimore Baltimore's gonna feel the pressure to come back they're gonna get a quick touchdown and then they're gonna end up not being able to capitalize at the end of the game off of a Lamar Jackson rookie mistake inexperienced mistake trying to force something that isn't there and Tennessee and Mike Vrabel are gonna take advantage and win the game
0: alright I like it I do wanna see Tennessee win the game I'm rooting for Tennessee the rest of the way by the way same I, I, I like Tennessee. I like Mike Vrabel. Um, Derrick Henry's a dog. Has been the theme of the episode. Um, but I do not think they. Oh, won by the this way, game. that's under
1: on the points. I forgot to say that. You're, you're just, just under. kidding. Under on the points. Under. On
0: what, the points. What's the what, what's the 46 total? Forty-six and a half. Forty-six and. Minus forty-five. No, oh, you, okay. So you're at forty-five. See, yeah. I'm just over. I got forty-seven. Okay. So I'm going over. Uh, twenty-seven, twenty. Baltimore. I think. 12, okay. I think uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram is confirmed to play this game. By the way, sweet. Um, I think Which makes they, it a good game. I mean, that's not yeah. good for Tennessee. <laughs> I think it's going to be one of those games where um, Baltimore jumps out ahead. I think they go up by a touchdown, but I think they the game is close. It's going to be a one possession game all game, but it's going to be one of those games where Baltimore feels like they're in control of the game just from how well Lamar Jackson is going to play. Um, and I think that that Tennessee keeps it close enough to keep it an interesting game, but I just don't think. I think they're Baltimore is going to force Ryan Tannehill to make plays and to carry this team to victory, and I just don't think he's going to be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take 27-20 Baltimore. Uh, and going taking the against over on the points. spread, yeah, going against the spread, going to take Tennessee on that. But um, yeah, taking the over on points.
1: So. Moving on to the next game. Yeah, you start. Yep. remember we're, we're opening. so you start with the Texans and Chiefs, fifty-one uh, points uh, for the over/under, and Kansas City is only a nine and a half point favorite.
0: <laughs> I think I am being pretty, uh, pretty generous to Houston on my uh, <laughs> on my uh, score prediction here, and yeah, I think it's going to be at least a two possession game. Um, taking the over on points at fifty-eight. Because I think Kansas City and Patty Mahomes are going to run up the score. 38-20, taking Kansas City on the spread. So, an 18-point game. Again, Patrick Mahomes is just going to be too much.
1: What did you say was the final?
0: 38-20. 18-point game. Patrick Mahomes is going to be way too much. Tyreek Hill is going to be running laps around J.J. Watt.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he will be running around J.J. For, Watt. For fun. But... For oh, fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like... uh, so you said thirty-eight twenty.
0: Thirty-eight twenty. Kansas City taking the over at fifty-eight points. So this is fifty-one right? Fifty-one is the line.
1: Yeah, fifty-one is the line. Okay, so a uh, pretty close prediction with me on that one. I think I think Kansas City is Kansas City is my favorite to get out of the AFC. I would love to see Tennessee do it, um, but uh, I I just I and again I, although I was pro a I was pro. Uh, Kansas City last year and they obviously lost so they, you know they didn't make it to the Super Bowl but but man I, I think Andy Reid is is a genius I think Patrick Mahomes is a dog <coughs> like nine other people that we've mentioned uh <laughs> so I, I I think that uh it's not even close I think they I think Kansas City jumps out early and they they don't even get back in this game I think it's going to be 38-17 Chiefs again taking the what is that? Is that over in points? Yep. Yeah, so it's going to yep. be over in points and over the spread. I think the Chiefs are the just a, a dominant force, and I don't, I just don't think Houston's as good. Yeah, there's guys there. And I don't think they match up very well. Like, I think if Buffalo makes it out of that first game, it's oh, a totally different I story. I would argue that it's going to be a closer game because Buffalo actually has a very, very good defense. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Houston's defense can stop Kansas City no so.
0: they, I agree um
1: moving on to the next so that's the well, only that's the only one that I'm I'm going with
0: yeah there's there's got to be one blowout in the playoffs and this is one and it. we were blessed with an incredible wild card weekend yeah uh, what a set of four games that was awesome to watch three and a half yeah whatever three and a half great weekend but there's got to be one and I think that's the one that's gonna yeah, be yeah this is gonna
1: be a blowout. I think and the lead yeah. me into the next one um Seattle versus Green Bay. We're looking at Green Bay minus four on the spread and a 47 point over under. In a weekend that is supposed to be heavy snow, I'm going definite under on the 47 points. Uh, I don't even think they get to 40 points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the final score is 17-13 off of the last minute. I guess it was going to be 16-13. Let me rephrase that because it's going to be a last minute drive. Seattle. It's, uh, six, uh, we'll go. Yeah, we'll go 17. I don't think it'll. I don't think they'll take the clock off. But um, so I guess that'll make it 17-13, like I originally said. So I think uh, again, it's going under on the points. 17-13, Seattle. I think it is a 10-10 game at halftime. I think. Third quarter is complete stalemate. Green Bay gets a, a nice drive down the field, gets stopped from getting the end zone, gets a field goal, goes up 13-17 with just over two minutes left. And Seattle and 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 Pete Carroll and and most importantly Russell Wilson are able to make a, a, a last drive down the field, score a touchdown, give Aaron Rodgers the ball back with. Not much time left, and, and they're not able to to make the play happen. So I think it'll be. You don't be think set. Aaron
0: Rodgers is going to throw a hail mary this time? I mean, he'll pro- he'll
1: throw it. I, just don't <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone on the other teams or on Green Bay is going to come down with it. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah.
0: um Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty close with you. I'm a little bit higher on the points. um I got this one point game. Oh wow! I think it's going to be a tight one. Uh, Definitely going under, twenty-one uh, twenty Seattle.
1: Ooh, he's yeah. picking Seattle. I am uh, yeah, taking on Seattle.
0: Um, I think Russell Wilson. Well, dang, I, I should have an... gone Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was an idiot to think that uh, that Philly was going to be. I thought Russell Philadelphia Wilson. was all right. Beat. Carson Wentz got knocked out of the game six minutes into the first quarter.
1: Okay, nevertheless, dude.
0: Yeah, I Russell know. Russell Wilson. Hey. Hey, I know I'm feeling it. All right, I went zero for four. All right, idiot. shut up. Two for two. <laughs> yeah, I two
1: and two, two for four,
0: two and two. Whatever you know. Idiot. Yeah, I was an idiot to go against Russell Wilson. Uh, I think Green. I think this game is <laughs> like seven three 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 at halftime. I think both teams come out.
1: I see their adjustments are what's going to be adjustments
0: are going to what's yeah um and I think they're going to realize they got to throw the ball to uh to get points on the board. <laughs> um yeah, I think it's going to be one of those games and uh, I think I think Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Beast Mode, and I think they're down uh 20 to 14 going into the last drive and I think Russell Wilson pulls it out. All right. And uh, I I think I think they go down, like you said, I think they go down and score, but they don't take the clock off, give Aaron Rodgers a little bit of time, but not enough. But not enough, yeah. yeah. And All
1: right, that leads us into the last one. 69.5 over under LSU, six-point favorites. What do you think?
0: <laughs> you know what? Looking at my score right now, I'm changing it. I originally had 42-31 LSU taking the over. I think it's going to be at least a two, at least a two to three possession game. I'm going to bump that up to 45-31, Make it fourteen points even. Yeah, yeah.
1: Obviously over over Joe, on the points.
0: Joe Burrow's bringing the title at, to Athens.
1: Yeah, I, I I have Clemson winning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have LSU winning big. Uh, over on the points, over on the spread, LSU wins 49-31. I don't think that uh, I don't think Clemson can match up with them. I I think they score at ease. I don't think the game's ever close. I think a halftime is still like a two possession game, and and blows up even more from there. So. Yeah,
0: I I agree with you hundred percent. Joe Burrow is just too much. Uh, he's he's so good. Yeah. I can't believe there are only six-point favorites in this game. Yeah, I can't either. Um, so I guess – and Clemson just hasn't had any competition on the level that Ohio, or that LSU is at right now. Um, Very true. And LSU has proven themselves against top-tier talent all in the NCAA all season long. Yeah, I mean, they gave up 400 rushing yards to, to Ole Miss, correct? But uh, Trevor Lawrence, you've had a – solid college career. The best so far. He literally has not lost yet. He's already got a national title under his belt, but sorry, buddy, but Joe Burroughs he's gonna be too much for you. Yeah. Um so yeah You are not the Michael Jordan like uh like Deshaun Watson was. <laughs> so um yeah. Well that is uh that's our first episode. Uh if you're watching let us know what you think. Um yeah, I think it's gonna be a good weekend of football. Uh, We were blessed, like I said, with a wild card, great wild card weekend, Uh, the college football playoff semifinals were. the second game was good. The first game was also good if you're an LSU fan. Um, But, yeah, I think this weekend is going to be incredible. You got five games if you include the national title game. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I don't know about you.
1: I'm excited, too. And uh, thank you for anyone who joined us here for our first episode. And uh, we hope to see you back here. At don't touch my sports. <laughs> yeah.
0: We, we do not have a set schedule yet. Uh, we're still working that out. Um, but, you know, we will, we will be producing episodes <laughs> on the reg. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. And again, this is don't touch my sports.